right. First and foremost, I'd like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Yes. Uh, welcome back to our to our bi-weekly reading. Uh, well, actually, our weekly reading of the Torah, the Wisdom Books and the Apocrypha, and the Gospel. Uh, we're going to be going through the Book of Deuteronomy now, the 29th chapter. This is after the... Ver after the hold on. Oh, snaps. Hold on one second, brethren. Okay, I, I'm back. So lucky I got a phone call. I, had, I couldn't even, yeah, that was my mistake, brethren. But, yeah, so like we were going, let's let's bring it back. Uh, you know, first and foremost, we like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. So like we were saying, uh, we're back at the book, uh, in the in the Torah, in our weekly reading in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29. Uh, and I'm going to let brothers get there so we can... Uh, So we can get our reading. Um, so, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter twenty-nine, from the uh, from the top. These are the words of the covenant which Yahweh commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. So, when we talk about the covenant, uh, I forgot who brought up covenant scriptures yesterday in the chat when we were talking about salvation. Uh, soldier first class, I believe, Yahweh Saab Man Yasharala. So, the, um, this is something we can go to when we talk about who got the covenant, who needs the, uh, you know what I'm saying, who received the covenant. You know, it, it says it blatantly right here in Deuteronomy 29 again. But let's keep going. Verse 2. And Moses called unto all Israel and said unto them, Ye have seen all that Yahweh did before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh and unto all his servants and unto all his land. So, um, you know what I'm saying? When when everybody talks about the curses, uh, the curses in Deuteronomy are only for Judah uh, and all that madness, let's, let's uh, keep it a bug. No. You know what I'm saying? He keeps talking to all Israel. Nowhere in their scriptures does he just refer to one tribe. That would be foolishness because even then... They weren't, you know what I'm saying, they, we weren't divided into northern and southern kingdom at all. But let's keep going. Verse 3, the great temptation which thy eyes have seen, thy signs, and those great miracles. You know what I'm saying? So we've seen all the things he did to, 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 you know, to, to, our, to our ops, as the young kids say today. Let's keep going. Verse 4, yet Yahweh hath not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear unto this day. You know what I'm saying? So he saw that, but again, you know how Israel is. So he gave us all this. He created all this in us. You know what I'm saying? All this in us just to, you know what I'm saying, and didn't give it to us until that day. You know, so we could understand. But let's go. Verse 5. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxed upon you, and thy shoe is not waxed upon, old upon thy feet. 
You know what I mean? The Most High God has always looked out for us, took care of us. Forty years in the desert, and you know what I'm saying? We didn't lack nothing. Our clothes, you know what I'm saying, were, were good. Our shoes were straight. You feel me? Let's let's keep going. Verse 6. Yet ye have not eaten bread, neither have you drunk wine nor strong drink, that ye might know that I am. Salakia. Uh, verse 6. Ye, ye have not eaten bread, neither have ye drunk wine or strong drink, that ye might know that I am Yahweh, your power. And when ye came unto this place, Sihon and the king of Heshbon and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, went to battle, and we smote them. And we took their land and gave it for an inheritance unto the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh. Keep, therefore, the words of this covenant and do them that ye may prosper. So, we, you know what I'm saying, Salaki, I, I forgot to reference the, a couple verses up. You know what I'm saying? Why, you know what I'm saying? The Most High told us that we are not under no kind of influence so that we may know who he is truly. You know what I'm saying? And we see it again, you know what I'm saying? And again, so going down to verse 9, we see that it is reiterated that we should keep the words of the covenant and do them so that, you know, that we will have a great life, we'll have a prosperous life, which a lot of us really are not able to, are not afforded that. But uh, let's keep going. Verse 10. We stand this day, all of you. I, brother, should highlight that in particular. Again, because when they try to spew that tribe of Judah madness, we see that he says, you st verse 10, You stand this day, all of you, before Yahweh your power, your captains of your tribes, your elders, and your officers, with all the men of Israel. So you see, I mean, everybody was there. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's not just, he didn't call, you know, Moses didn't call the tribe of Judah to the sly and was like, hey, <clears throat> boom, just you guys. No, he said, all the men of Israel, all your cap captains and all your elders, all you know what I'm saying, your officers, everybody. Verse 11, your little ones, your wives, thy strangers that is, that is in thy camp. You see that? Everybody that was there that day. You know what I'm saying? The hero of thy wood unto draw of thy water, that thou shouldest enter into the covenant with Yahweh thy power, into his oath which Yahweh thy power maketh with thee this day. Now let me address something real fast. When they go see, see your strangers, your strangers. You know what I'm saying? See, but are were those strangers are more than likely what? Egyptians. Are you those Egyptians? Are you an Egyptian? No. So then why are you trying to, again, trying to include yourself? But let's jump down to verse 13. That he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, that he may be unto thee a God, as he has said unto thee, as he has sworn unto thy fathers this covenant and this oath. So you see, he even made it clear who the covenant was for. You know what I'm saying? And who he established it with, you know what I'm saying, with us and our forefathers. Um, to Abraham, to Isaac, Isaac, and to Jacob. You know what I'm saying? Neither with, with you only do I make this covenant and this oath, but with him that standeth here with us this day before Yahweh our power. Also him that is not here with us this day. You see that? He said, not just you, but the but the people that aren't standing here. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the descendants. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All the Israelites that were there with him, you know what I'm saying? But not only them, but their descendants, those that are here not with us this day. 
For ye know how ye would have dealt in the land of Egypt, and how we came through the nations which ye passed by. And ye have seen their abominations and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were among them. Lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from Yahweh our power to go and serve the gods of these nations. Lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. Let, you know what I'm saying? This belongs to these other people, you know what I'm saying? But what do we do? You know what I'm saying? So he's asking to see who's going to turn their heart away from the Most High God, Yahweh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, verse 19, And it came to pass when he heareth the words of the curse that he blessed himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of my heart to add drunkenness to thirst. You know what I'm saying? Verse 20, That um, Yahweh will not spare him, but then the anger of Yahweh and his jealousy will smoke against the man and will curse, and all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him, and the Lord will blot out his name, Salaki, the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven, and Yahweh shall separate him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel. According to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book, in this book of the law, so that the generation that come of your children that shall rise up after you, and the stranger that shall come from a far land, shall say when they see the plagues of the land, and the sickness of which the people have laid upon it, and that the whole land thereof is brimstone and salt and burning that is not sown, nor beareth nor beareth, nor any grass groweth therein, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which, um, which Yahweh overthrew in his anger and in his, in his wrath. And all the nations shall say, Whereof hath Yahweh done thus to this land? What meaneth the heat, uh, Salaki, what meaneth the heat of this great anger? The men shall say, Because they have forsaken the covenant of Yahweh, power of their fathers. You see, all that we just read, all that death, destruction, all that. You see how, ah, oh, yeah. You see how, how, you know what I'm saying? How all that came because we did not listen to our power. You know what I'm saying? All the burning, all the plagues. And what is it because? Because they have forsaken the covenant of Yahweh, power of their fathers, which he made with them, and he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. For they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they knew not, and whom he had not given unto them. And the anger of Yahweh was kindled against this land to bring upon it all the curses that are written in this book. Let me take a pause for two seconds. Understand what we just read about all the curses that were written that would follow us. Why? Because we served other gods. And what have we been doing? Black, Hispanic, and Native Americans... For 500 years at least, worshiping other gods. That's why we got to be mindful once we know this truth, you know what I'm saying, to start casting off these old things because the Most High will curse us, you know what I'm saying, he'll damn us. You know what I'm saying, but just like he's ready to bless us, he can also curse us for forsaking the covenant, you know what I'm saying, which we did. Uh, verse 27, and the anger of Yahweh was kindled against this land and bring upon it all the curses written against them, 
written again, written in this book. So again, we see what's going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have them curses that are written fall upon us. Verse 28, and Yahweh rooted them out of their land in anger. See how we're in America now? See, Yahweh rooted them out of the land in anger. Salakia. Salakia, brethren. Let me uh, highlight that. And great and in great indignation and cast them, uh, Salakia, and cast them into another land this day. See, look look at how it's, be, it's being written out. You know what I'm saying? How, how perfectly it played out in that way for us doing what? Going against other gods, abandoning our covenant. The secret things belong unto Yahweh our power, but those things are revealed those things which are revealed belong unto us and unto our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. Now there that's another thing we need to highlight in verse twenty nine. You know what I'm saying? The secret things uh, Salaki, the secret things belong unto Yahweh our power, but those which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So you see how, how the Torah is really is becoming more and more clear how and why we ended up in the position we're in today as, as black, Hispanic, and Native American man, woman, and child. You know what I'm saying? But let's let's move on to the to the to the book, the apocrypha in the book of of Syrac or Ecclesiasticus, uh, the thirtieth chapter or the twenty ninth chapter, Salakia. Go to the book of Ecclesiasticus or Syrac, chapter twenty nine. The book of Sirach, uh the book of Sirach or Ecclesiasticus, chapter twenty-nine, from the top. He that is merciful will lend unto his neighbor, and he that strengtheneth his hand keepeth the commandments. Crazy, right? First thing we read about the commandments. Lend to thy neighbor in his time of need, and pay thou thy neighbor again in due season. So now we're seeing that. that that's Torah. I think we already went through that. Now we'll go through it in Leviticus. Uh, keep thy word and deal faithfully with him, and thou shalt always find the things necessary for thee. You know what I'm saying? Many when, many, when a thing was lent them, reckoned it to be found, and put them the trouble that helped them. Till he hath received, he will kiss a man's hand. And for his neighbor's money, he will speak submissively. But when he should repay, he will prolong the time. And the return words of grief and complain of the time. If he prevail, he shall hardly receive the half. And he will continue as if he found it. If not, he hath deprived him of his money. And he hath gotten him an enemy without cause. He payeth him that with cursing and railings. For honor he will pay with disgrace. Many, therefore, refuse to lend to other men's ill-dealing, fearing to be defrauded. And you know what Leviticus says about defrauding our neighbor. But let's keep, uh, let's keep going. Verse 8. Yet have thou patience with the man in poor estate, and delay not to show him mercy. 
Help the poor for the commandment's sake and turn him not away because of his poverty. Something we got to understand is mercy, brethren, myself included. Help the poor for the commandment's sake and turn him not away because of his uh, because of his poverty. Lose thy money for thy for thy brothers and thy friend, and let it not rust under a stone and be lost. Lay up thy treasure according to the commandments of the Most High. See, we got see what we got to do. We do got to we got to save and everything, but we got to do according to the Most High. And it shall bring the more profit more. It shall bring thee more profit than gold. Shut up alms in thy storehouse, and it shall deliver thee from affliction. It shall fight for thee against thy enemies, better than a mighty shield and a strong spear. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's powerful, you know? And when we keep, you know what I'm saying, when we keep the commandments, we already know how it's going to work out. You know what I'm saying? But let's keep going. Verse 14. An honest man is the surety of his neighbors. But he that is impudent will forsake him. Forget not a friendship of thy surety, for he hath given thee his life for thee. A sinner will overthrow the good estate of his surety. And he that is of an unthankful mind will leave him in danger that delivered him. Surety ship hath undone many of good estate and shaken them as a wave of the sea. Mighty men hath it driven from their houses so that they wandered among strange nations. A wicked man transgressing the commandments of Yahweh shall fall into surety ship. And he that undertaketh and follow other men's businesses for gain shall fall into suits. Help thy neighbor according to thy power, and beware that thy thyself shall fall into the same. Salaki, let me get something real fast. Sirach twenty nine eighteen. Let's get Sirach. Sirach thirty one. Sirach twenty nine and. 18, Sirach 29 and 18. Okay, yeah. The book of Sirach, chapter 29, verse 18 in the Good News Translation, uh, the GNT Bible. Influential people have lost their homes over it and have had to go wandering in foreign countries. Let me see, boom. Something's wrong. Uh, verse 17, guaranteeing... Oh, guaranteeing. Uh, yeah, verse uh, verse seventeen. Gu guaranteeing loans has ruined many prosperous people, and caused them un caused them unsettling storms of trouble. Influential people have lost their homes over it, and have had to go wandering in foreign countries. So we see uh, Salakia. We see how, how it how that you know how trying to guarantee something that's not guaranteed. Will get you in a world of trouble. You know what I'm saying? So like you. So, two seconds, brother. Two seconds. Oh, hair, man.
Oh, let me see. Uh, boom. Oh, verse 21. The chief thing for life is water and bread and clothing and the house to cover shame. Better is the life of a poor, of a poor man in a mean cottage than delicate fare in, a, in another man's house. Man, that's something that we all got to learn. You feel me? Something we all got to learn. Better is the life of a poor man. It's better to live in a little box by yourself as a poor man than to, you know, to have to walk on eggshells living in somebody else's house. You feel me? 23. Be it, be it little or much, hold thee, hold thee contented that thou, art, that thou hear not the approach of thy house. For it is a miserable life to go from house to house. I've been there. It is a miserable life. For where thou art a stranger, thou darest not open thy mouth. Good job, baby. Thou shalt entertain and feast and have no thanks. Moreover, thou shalt hear bitter words. Mm. Come thou stranger and furnish a table and feed me of that thou hast ready. Man, I've lived that life right there. That's terrible. Give place, thou stranger, to an honorable man. My brother cometh to be lodged, and I have no need and I have need of my house. Man. Salat. So uh, these things are grievous to a man of understanding. The unbraiding of a house room and the reproach of the lend the reproaching of the lender. I mean, these, man, basically don't be a bum. Don't be a bum. Don't be a bum. Now, that's, that, that concludes the, the book of Sirach. Now, let's go into the book of Mark. And we're at the, remember, taking sixth chapter, I believe. the book of Mark chapter 6 um, from the top the book of Mark chapter 6 from the top the book of Mark chapter 6 from the top and he went out from thence and he came into his own country and his disciples followed him uh, um, and his disciples followed him and when and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hast thou hast this man these things? And what wisdom is it which he has given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? And are not his, his his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. So it's crazy, right? Because everybody remembers who you used to be. They never see who you are now, you know what I'm saying? Because they said, isn't this a carpenter? Like, you know what I'm saying? But let's keep going. Verse five, 4. But Yahushua said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, and in his own house. 
Mm. Why? Because, you know what I'm saying, you're basically saying, you know, we're, we always catch the most flack and the most hell and all that in our own in our own land or in our own people in our own house when you're in this truth. And he can't, and, and he could there do a, a, a no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round, round about the villages teaching. And he called unto him the twelve, and he be, began to send them forth two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirits, and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals and put on and not put on two coats. And he said unto them, In what place soever ye enter into a house, there be until ye depart from that place. And whatsoever and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear ye when ye depart thence, shake off the dust of your feet for a testimony against him. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than the, than for that city. You know what I'm saying? So we need to understand, you know what I'm saying? Because those two things are not, you know, are, are powerful. We've got to bid them peace when they accept us. And when they don't accept us, you know what I'm saying, we got to shake the dust off our hands because they got judgment coming to them, man. You know what I'm saying? Verse 12, And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils, anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist has risen from the dead. Therefore, mighty works do show, their, show forth themselves in him. Others said that it is Elias. And others said that it is a prophet, or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, It is John, whom I beheaded, he is risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid up, laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias, for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. <laughs> Sick ass dude. For John said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Heroditus had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man, and a holy, and, a, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things, and heard him gladly. And when the convenient day was come, that Herod, on his birthday, made a supper to his lord, his lord's, high captains and chief estates of Galilee. And the daughter of, of, of the said Heroditus came in and danced and pleased Herod. And them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask me whatsoever wilt, and I will give it thee. Now I wanted brothers to really pay attention to what's happened. It was on his birthday, right? On a convenient day, the Herod on his birthday made a supper for his lord. So he threw a birthday party. You know what I'm saying? Herod, a wicked man, threw himself a birthday party. So just, just remember that whenever you want, people tell you, no, it's okay to celebrate your birthday, so on and so forth, you know falling out the way of the heathen, and now you see a heathen actually practicing 
the, the celebration of his birthday. But I'm going to keep going. And he swore unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give thee, and, uh, give, it, give it thee, and unto the half my kingdom. And she, said, and she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Damn, bitch. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger the head of John the Baptist. And she, uh, Salakia, and the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake and for the sake of of sakes which sat with him, he, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head be brought, and he went and beheaded him in the prisons, and brought his head in a charger, and gave it to the damsel, and the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Yahawashai, and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a, de into a desert place. And he said unto them, O Salakia, for there were many things coming and going, and they had no leisure some, so much as to eat. They departed into a desert place by Salakia, by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and out went them, and came together unto him. And Yahawashai, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Salakia. We got to, you know what I'm saying, underline about Yahawashai. Teaching how we were many were as sheep without a shepherd. You know what I'm saying? Uh, verse 35. And when that day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and the time is far past. Send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give, give ye them to eat. And they say unto them, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fish. And he commanded them to ask all to sit down by the companies upon the green grass. And they all sat down in ranks, in hundreds and by fifties. And when they'd taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to the heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to to set before them the two fishes and divided them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments of the fish, and they all did eat of the loaves and were about five thousand men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go to the other side unto Bethsaida. And while he went away unto the people, when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountains to pray. And when he also would come to the ship into the midst of the sea, he alone on the land, and he saw them toiling in a row. For the wind was contrary to them, about forced the watch of the night, and he cometh unto them. 
walking up to the sea, and he would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed that it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately talking with them. So lucky, I got to underline the walk. I've been underlined, but I got to highlight this. Salakia, but walking him, the walking upon the sea, they supposed that it was a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and they immediately talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is, it is I, do not be afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they sore amazed themselves beyond measure and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. See how we've been, man, even the miracles, and we still got to act hard-hearted. And when they passed over, and they came into the land, into Gensaret, and drew to the shore, and they were come out of the ship straightway. They knew him, and ran through that the whole region round about began to carry, and uh, carry about in beds those that were sick, and they were, and they, and they heard he was, and whither so he entered into the vi the villages or cities or country, and they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it could be, would be the border of his garment, and it, and he, and as many touched him, he made he, they were made whole. Ooh, that concludes the reading of the. Book of Mark, the sixth chapter, will obviously continue tomorrow in the second. Let me stop the recording, brethren.